everybody welcome to the next guy up podcast on a friday uh we have got a very exciting brand new episode coming at you we are kicking off our all weather fans interview series with you might even call it special maybe mm, no not a special episode exciting oh. new mm. i'm i'm fresh. Gonna, i'm fresh i'm not gonna say <laughs> i'm not gonna say special <laughs> anymore <laughs> won't be me um, but before we get into our interview, uh, mm-hmm. we, we're going to chop it up here a little bit. We've got some news around college basketball, the NBA, uh, a little bit mm. of NFL stuff going on as well. Um, we mm. will be keeping these Friday episodes as a recap of what's going on. If anything big and exciting is going on in the sports world before we dive into these really fun interviews. Um, and I'm glad that we got it. Our first guest, none other than our super mega fan, Robert Durham. So make sure you stick around for the second half of the episode to hear all things UT with Robert. He has got some, Heck fun, yeah. he's got some fun stories. Um, definitely just a fun, like, I enjoy watching UT games with Robert. It is a thrill. It is a roller coaster <laughs> of emotions. So he talks about that during the pod. So it makes it fun. Yeah. Uh, shout out to him for being our first guest and uh, and all that. But without further ado, boys, how are we doing? We've had an exciting week, mm-hmm. exciting week of uh, betting basketball in all its forms. <laughs> Have been doing a good bit of basketball, college basketball. I feel like um, college basketball kind of peaks right around this time, like post Super Bowl is when college basketball really is like this is this is go time. You know, this is this is come showtime then and then we have march madness coming up in like three weeks i think yeah like the the season is rapidly coming to an end and there's a lot of storylines floating around tennessee still right in the mix uh after a couple of up and down games we've had the last couple but you know here we are uh projected as a two seed right now with a gauntlet of a schedule coming ahead so do you want to update on the system yeah, let's talk about the system for a minute. <laughs> the system, the system. If you've let's been talk around, about it. if you've been around, you know that Zach came up with this system. We've been betting it. Uh, you take home underdogs, um, right? Home underdogs against right. ranked teams. Um, Correct. We've All been taking them. money line. We had kind of talked about doing spread there for a little while. Uh, we said bump that. Let's go bigger. Go home. Yeah. Um, as of Wednesday night's recording, the system is getting beat up just a little bit right in this moment, but Hey, there's still plenty of basketball left to be played. Um, but it's, I feel like we're, I feel like we're in the green, um, because it normally does just take a few few winners per day, um, with these guys being plus money for the most part, Mm. every once in a while you will see, you'll catch a team that's like, uh, the favorite at home favorite against a ranked team. That's that's a pretty normal betting system that's been going on for a long time. Um, yeah. But the the underdogs. I mean, there's just there's been upsets. I feel like more noticeably this year in college basketball that home court. It's really been such a big thing, and it's starting to. We're seeing a lot more of these upsets where we don't have as many of these basketball teams that are just 
coming into people's stadiums and, and running them out of their own building. It's been pretty like home court has been very big, especially in the SEC. I know we kind of lean more towards it um, just because it's what's on. But I know Zach shared a stat just a couple weeks ago about the SEC's home court advantage being just crazy. Yeah, I've heard a couple. I I think a lot of the national media has kind of taken up this uh, these this same thing. They've it's become a talking point about. And I mean, it's not like a secret that it's been happening all season, but I've heard more and more big media uh, personalities and things talking about this big this this whole thing of ranked teams going on the road and losing against unranked teams, which traditionally would have been a huge upset, would have been a big deal, but this season it feels like it's happening to literally across the board, like everyone. We saw Purdue take a pretty big loss. We saw UConn take a pretty big loss last night, or is it two nights yeah. ago? It was last night. Uh, last night, yeah. That lost by a lot. Well, so, yeah, that was Tuesday night. Uh, Tuesday and so night, we, yeah. we've seen, I mean, top teams like UConn, Purdue, a lot of people think are the two best teams in the nation. Both have taken losses this week against unranked teams on the road. And so here we are, uh, and it's happening more and more. And so the way the system has worked, and we only have a couple weeks left in it, is that, like Tim said, I, I heard a stat that, that said that uh, like top 10 teams or ranked teams on the road against unranked teams are almost like 50, like almost like 500 on the season, which is crazy because they're almost always plus money games. And so if you just hit half of them, you're making a decent bit of money in a lot of times because sometimes it's been plus 300, plus 400 games. Yeah. And you are like that. I think it was the Purdue Ohio State game was like plus 400. 310. It was 310. Yeah, 310. There you go. So uh, you make a pretty big profit on the wins, the losses, you're going to take them. But that's why, it's, that's why it's called a system. You know, it's all going to balance out in the end. And I think we are up. I mean, we, we felt that. I think I, we felt that it's been a, around 50-50. And because of the extra juice on the wins, you see that uh, you're up pretty good, actually. So, yeah. Pretty fun. How much do those upsets um, sway your, like, national championship, like, confidence? Because UConn is at plus 500 to win the championship. Purdue's plus 700. You were both talking about both of those taking a big loss. Does that worry you at all, them both being two of the favorites and getting upset like that? Well, here's the thing. Uh, Tournament yeah. is not played on the road. Tournament road. is played on yeah. neutral court. Um, well, I, I a lot of people have kind of – talked about some reasons for the happening this year. People are saying that maybe the balance it's bound it's more balanced than ever. Even your trash teams have good players and com- and can compete. Personally, I think the main reason for this is that as people have realized this more and more uh that the home court advantage for the away teams is getting ratcheted up pretty hardcore. That I think we've seen that where before like Duke, North Carolina, Gonzaga, some of those places that have been crazy all the time are going to be crazy. Always people are like, Oh, it doesn't take that many people to make a basketball arena really loud. It really doesn't take that much to make a small arena loud. And so they come and they do it, make it a really, uh, especially I I feel like I had not run the numbers on this, but I feel like the midweek games we have done much better on than like the Saturday games. Yeah. I think it's those midweek where you travel and then it's like a weird schedule against a team you're probably undervaluing because you're on the road. 
that's been the that's been the games that have been most ripe for those uh, upsets. Where Saturdays, I feel like we we come out losing more than we win usually, because those a lot of times you it's a that's a more it feels like more like a regular game. But I feel like those midweek games are the ones that we've been hitting pretty consistent. So pretty interesting though it is. I mean, but the tournament, uh, even coming into the SEC tournament or conference tournaments, and then the actual uh, March Madness tournament are all. You can you might have a lot of fans there, but it's never going to be a true road environment. Yeah, and so you do feel like some of those teams are going to rise to the top. Um, <clears throat> they might have struggled on a, on a road accord at some point in the season. Well, while we're here, is there any that you're more confident about going into the March Madness since it's just a couple weeks away? Well, I know Tens has a favorite. Yeah, I. Um... And I'll get into the, the Kentucky story here after I talk about who I'm liking for college basketball. But I am on UConn quite heavily. Um, I just feel like they are a carbon copy of the team they had last year. They were – and this, this about this time last year, they, they had a couple a couple in-conference in losses and then, and then just turned it on. They turned to a buzzsaw. They were blowing everybody out. I mean, they covered every spread for the whole tournament. Um, so they're just, they're a very good team. Um, I like them. And then there's a team that I kind of, and I don't know why, but as like a long shot, I like Wisconsin, uh, plus about 5,000, a lot of upperclassmen. Um, they were playing really good basketball and then they went on this four game losing streak. Um, but sometimes that can be kind of like the, the wake up call you need. Um, they've got two big guys that can play offense and defense. They've got pretty good guard play and a good coach. So I think Wisconsin is like a sleeper team I'm looking at as far as like long shots go. But if I had to pick someone right now, it's it's UConn versus the field for me. Yeah, I was looking at the, the championship odds as well, and there's actually three SEC teams in the top eight. Yeah. Uh, highest. Mm. All right near each other, uh, too. Which – yeah, they're they're ranked currently at um like five, six, and eight in terms of the order that they're projected to like have the best odds. Tennessee plus thirteen hundred, Auburn at plus eighteen hundred, and Bama at plus two thousand. And so uh that's pretty interesting to see Auburn up there. I think Auburn's played really well at home this season. Yeah. Obviously, all three of those teams are though. There's a couple huge games though. Auburn's coming to Tennessee. Uh, here in the next couple weeks, and then um, Tennessee's going to Alabama for a huge game. That's pretty uh, much so the, a couple. Yeah, that's pretty could much be. the SEC championship, like regular season champion, right? Uh, Bama's up by one game right now. Okay, but if Tennessee beats them at home, then they will have the tiebreaker if ever if we win out. So, I mean, Tennessee for sure uh, holds their own uh, destiny still. Uh, Tins, did you see that? Yeah, this is a live live system <laughs> update, everybody. I was happened? looking at my I was looking at my DraftKings. Um, yeah, there was two seconds left. Illinois fouled this, on a three point. This heat. is live. Wow. Oh, oh no, are you serious? Yeah, Penn State uh, won on Penn State hit three free throws to win the game. Let's go. So if you ever doubted the system, we were we were just talking about how it was going to be a rough <laughs> night, and here we are. Penn State comes from the depths, plus two seventy. Ooh. Uh, shout out yeah, that's a pretty good one there we go penn state with all right, all right. Yeah, we needed that one boys we did all right feel one. good 
All Sorry right. for that uh, update. <laughs> uh, that's big. Uh, I just I was looking at my DraftKings account and then I just saw the number go up and I was like, oh, something happened. <laughs> <laughs> I had the game cast going right here. <laughs> uh, whew, that's a good one. Okay, so um, SEC, yeah, Tennessee, SEC Alabama. championship, yeah. So there's a lot going on. I the SEC right now, a lot of conferences already have uh, kind of some things locked up, like UConn. Yeah. It's basically in a league of their own right now in the Big East. Purdue, uh, it's a Big Ten. Purdue, Big Ten is kind of garbage except for Purdue at the top. And so we are looking at a situation where, I mean, uh, really there could still be three or four teams win the SEC mm-hmm. at this point, which is pretty exciting. There's a, And there's some huge games. Kentucky also comes to Thompson Bowling Arena at the end of the season. So we got a lot of stuff happening. Um. Yeah, I th- I'm I'm really excited about the tournament. I I think that uh, Tennessee once again has a has a shot to to make a pretty deep run. Will they? I don't know. Um, this feels like our but I did see the odds. Though. I did see the odds of UConn making the Final Four. It was like plus one hundred. Yeah, I know. Which feels kind of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it feels how many? It feels crazy for a tournament like March Madness. Where anything, where anything can happen. Can happen. Plus one hundred feels nuts to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. I, it, that's even when they were on their their run last year, um, they weren't this heavily favored um, this this time last year. So I don't love that, but you know, I I feel like they're the best team. I felt like it so much that when I got a free bet from Bet three sixty, um, so as as we know, we talked about it on for the Super Bowl. Me and Mason went to Kentucky. We got a bunch of free bets, used them for the Super Bowl. Uh, it was a profitable trip. Well, mm-hmm. we got $50 more um, after the Super Bowl. Well, we live about an hour away from the state line. And so Sunday after we recorded, uh, I came out, which this was very early. It was about 830, and everyone in my house was asleep. I said, well, what else am I going to do? So I went to Taco Bell. Sat there, contemplated if I was really going to do this or not. And mm. I drove an hour one way to, um, let me get to town real quick. It's still on my phone. <laughs> um, uh, no, it's not. Okay. Oh, Vernon. <laughs> Vernon, Kentucky. Vernon, Kentucky. Hey, oh. Uh, shout out. Shout out. I drove <laughs> through a little town. Uh, if you're in the Cookville area, uh, Livingston, it literally looked like a carbon copy of Livingston. Drove through that, then that made me cross the line. And then I pulled into a Dollar General parking lot and placed my bets. Uh, shout out, if you want to know the bets, uh, put them on TikTok. Mm-hmm. But the UConn uh, national champion is the most important leg because that's the first leg in this parlay. Um, so I am riding pretty heavy on UConn. I've got a couple other futures tied to them as well from like a, a chief Super Bowl future. Um, so yeah, I mean, what can go wrong? It's the same thing I did last year with the Boston Bruins where I could have gotten rich if one more step hit. So Mm. dang, let's let history repeat itself. That would be awesome. What time did you get back? Uh, I got back a little before midnight, so it really wasn't. It's fine. It was either go back to my house with my Taco Bell and play Power Worlds until midnight or... Mm. drive to kentucky 
So which, like I said in our text, I said, which way do I want to waste three hours of my life? <laughs> a possible way of winning three grand or Bingo. playing Power World. So I chose the three grand option. Mine also <laughs> expired the next morning. So I had Tinsley. No, you out. rode with me. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> he rode with me. Everybody. Sure did. They're both there. Bet 360 <laughs> if you're listening. Um, 365. Whatever. 365. No one cares about okay. these guys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was our fun little that was my fun little adventure on Sunday. Uh the only mm. it was weird. It was definitely I could hear like banjos playing type feels. Like I was in the middle <laughs> of nowhere for a long time. Back roads in Kentucky are kind of sketchy. Yeah. Well, sure. on my way back, um, and I don't know if maybe they're having car trouble or what, but I was coming around, coming down the hill around a curve and I could see headlights. I was like, well, that's weird. And someone's car was parked horizontally blocking the lane. Uh, and I just went around them, hit the turbo <laughs> mode, the sport mode in the Kia. And I drove very <laughs> fast. I was like, oh, great. I'm going to get captured in Kentucky. My wife's going to be so mad that I did this. She's going to have to pay a <laughs> ransom for me. Because I mean, I was in the Dang. middle. I was in the middle of nowhere, no service. Luckily, I had downloaded a couple podcasts to listen to on the way up. Uh, next shout guy out! Up. Shout out! Next guy up! Shout out! Uh, <laughs> Just re-listen. We're, we're here to help. Hey yo! So oh, free pub? No free pub, but free pub. <laughs> if they're listening, shout us out too. Give us shout us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Um, I've got a little trivia for us to to keep us in the sport mood, you know, yeah. keep us in the keep us fresh. Uh, this is we're gonna tag team this between the two of you. Nah, I'm gonna make you take turns until until somebody can't think of one. Oh, great! Uh, so this also this involves all of the big four sports, which is why this is gonna get a little funky. Maybe Mason, I don't know how. How do you feel about the world of NHL? Uh. I've, you know, paid attention mm. to it more here recently. Past okay. couple There's years. a couple difficult ones here. So okay. uh, here's the prompt. Uh, there are 10 teams in the big four that have um, a color as part of their mascot or part of their like name, a color. Okay. Okay. So 10 start first. We got 10. We're going to go with the Green Bay Packers. Okay, that one doesn't count because oh, it's Green Bay is the, where they're from. It's only the mascot. I knew someone was going to say the that. The mascot or the team name? The team name. Team name. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Blue Jackets. Ooh, that was the hardest one. Okay, very good, Tins. The Columbus Blue Jackets. Yep. Nice. From our National Hockey League. I think that was the hardest one, to be honest. So, Mason? I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. Very good. Cleveland Thank Browns. Tins? Um, I'm going to go with the... This is hard. So this is hard. The yeah. color is the team name. It's just in, in it. Like, like Blue Jackets is good. Okay. Uh, Browns is good. It just has to be the color somewhere in it. Like mm. The... Uh, see, no, that's not that. The Reds, Cincinnati Reds. Dang, that was mine. That is true. The White Sox. 
The White Sox. True. Chicago White Sox. Boston Red Sox. Boston Red Sox. Okay, we're five down. <laughs> Halfway. Um, let's see. Is there any other NFL teams? Because I'm going um, to NFL. I don't think so. I don't think so. No NFL teams. Hmm. Can you think of any more tens? It landed on me to, to end. There's a couple of I'll... baseball, a couple of hockey. Um, There are no NBA. I didn't think uh, so. I can think of a couple more baseball, I think. Let's hear it. I give up. Uh, the Kansas City Royals, because they're royal blue. Maybe. Does that mm-hmm. count? Uh, no. 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 Um... I'm trying to do some counting. Uh, there are two. No, there's only there. Are, most of them are NHL actually. Now that I'm looking at it, the NHL. Yeah. Uh, one. No. Two, three. Oh, it's four NHL teams and one baseball team. <laughs> I'm trying to, I can't even. Think of colors that. in the NHL. Hmm. The see, like the Blackhawks. Wait a minute. That doesn't count. Oh. Blackhawks is one. Blackhawks. Yep. Well, that was the movie, the first one I said, but then I thought that's not. Oh yeah, okay. it has to it has to have the color in it. Yeah. Okay. Blackhawks. Black um... Uh oh, four more. Detroit's team, Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. Yep. Red, Red Wings. Red Wings. Good. Three more. There's still one baseball, and then there's. The... No. I'm. I don't. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out as well. Okay, baseball, Toronto Blue Jays. Mm, we should have known that. Uh, hockey, St. Louis Blues. Yep. yep. They're the St. Louis Blues. Thing. And then the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, that one That one feels cheap. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the gold, they're gold. Golden. Uh, that's the 10. Hmm. Pretty tricky. Like that. that was a good. That was tough. I like that, though. I like a good uh, trivia. Good trivia there. Good. Um, okay, so uh, what we are... Do we have anything else before we want to intro uh, our guest and, and kind of talk about what we're going to be doing? Nope. Mason, you didn't have that thing? Or if we want to go thing. through it real quick, yeah, the I had thing. some like the betting odds, some of the uh, you know, go through what is like predicted by Vegas and some of the sports books out there. Okay. So... A lot of the um, focus has been on Justin Fields and what he's mm. going to be doing uh, with him unfollowing the Bears and in Instagram. That kind of was like a main headline for this week. Mm. So uh, I looked up what – so we don't have it in Tennessee, but a lot of the sports books odds for Justin Fields to go to a different team. Do you want to take a guess, Tins or Zach? Like the odds uh... – I think it's like Falcons and Steelers are both around yeah. like under 200, right? So Falcons are minus 130 right now. Yeah. And the Steelers are plus 350. Okay. Yeah, um, makes sense. Another, Falcons, he's from Atlanta. Yeah. Another team rumored, uh, or another quarterback rumored to go to the Steelers is Russell Wilson. He's a favorite at minus 220 or 250. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys want to guess the teams that are favored for Derrick Henry? Uh, the Ravens. Unfortunately, yes. I would hate to see him on the Ravens. That would be the perfect system, though. I feel Get like. ready, buddy. He's uh, going to be wearing purple. 
Ravens, Cowboys, and Eagles, but Ravens are the huge favorite at plus 175, Cowboys plus 550, Eagles at plus 650. Um, last player that I wanted to go over was Kirk Cousins. You know what his favorite is? Patriots. Surprisingly, to run it back with the Vikings at minus 200, Falcons plus Unfinished 300. Business, baby. Unfinished Super business, baby. Unfinished business, Super Bowl, baby. But you get your tickets in now. <laughs> Patriots at plus eight hundred, Steelers at plus a thousand. So apparently, so why I'm bringing this up is, hmm, why are you telling us this? The books hmm. know more than any of us will ever know. And wh- what has stood out to me the most was back when LeBron James was when he decided to right before he went to the Lakers. Huge odds came in on LeBron favored with LA. Well, it broke later that uh, the sports books, all the like news came out that they were looking at schools for their kids. No one knew about this except for them, and they got the news first. So it makes sense where where the money goes. It all goes, all the news and all the breaking stuff usually goes to them first. Um, there's even rumors about like news breaking, like with Adam Schefter and stuff. The books get that first before it gets released. Those are just rumors, but I'm just saying a lot of that stuff is because they need to know so that they always have the upper hand when it comes to this stuff. So just interesting stuff there. But yeah, that was my NFL segment for the week. Love it. I I, Love I, it. I want Justin Fields on the Falcons badly. Hmm. Badly, he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, my, I feel I, like you were kind of a... Huge Falcons fan, or not like a fan, but you were kind of like Oops. rooting for him a little bit last. Yeah, last I just year. I thought if they could get a quarterback, they could really like make a step, be a good value as far as, far as getting because that division is going to be plus money because no one really knows what's going to happen. So there'll be a team come future Friday time that uh, the Falcons will be talked about for sure. Uh oh, yeah. uh oh, that's a little teaser, preview. a little teaser for the boys and girls at home. All right, so um, we are just about to pass it to ourselves from the past, actually. Uh, we we kind of had the idea for this segment. Uh, we're calling it the all-weather fans segment. And we had this idea where we wanted to interview people who we felt like were hardcore fans of teams. And we called it all-weather fans uh, as kind of a play on words for the fair-weather fans that some people would say... Uh, Oh, so and so is a fair weather fan. You know, they're only they only really watch games when their team is good or when they're whenever they're competing for championships. And uh, we all know what it's like to to root for teams that are very bad uh, in the in the dumps. And so uh, we appreciate uh, fans who stick through it through tough seasons and through bad quarterbacks and bad coaches and Urban Meyer uh, and you know people like that. So. Uh, we are, have, we have kind of set up to interview some of our, some people that we know. And so this very first interview is with my dad. He is a hardcore Tennessee football fan. It's where I I get it from. Uh, it's a really good conversation that we had with him. So we hope you enjoy it. If you feel like you fit this category and you, uh, would be a good interview, uh, let us know because we'd love to interview. Uh, we want to hear from our fans, people who listen. We want to give you a chance to uh, talk about your favorite teams and things you love about them, things you hate about them, things that made you uh, disappointed and, and 
So all, all across, you're going to hear it in our interview. So if you think that's you, let us know. We'd love to interview. But for now, we uh, are going to pass it to ourselves. All right. And we are here in the very first episode of our, our this is our first iteration of this fan interview series. We uh, are joined today by a very special guest. We we had to reach pretty deep in our bag to get this one. Uh, this is a world-renowned super fan known by all. Uh, and this is my dad, the uh, judge, Robert Durham. Uh, we had to pay him a lot of money to come on today, so we are excited to have him well, here with us. Well, you guys met us. my NIL deal, so I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, he's on. Bell, so. <laughs> yeah, he's on today to talk about NIL deals and how they're destroying college football. Absolutely. Uh, so that's uh, a. <laughs> if you talk to him about college football, that is usually his first talking point is NIL <laughs> ruining the sport. Uh, but we, we'll probably talk about that a little bit here. Um, huge, t- huge Tennessee fan. Um, known to, I think Tens talked about last week about how he was. Um, had a tendency to throw some things around the house. Potentially, this is uh, <laughs> alleged. It was a um, teaser. Yeah. Totally overrated. <laughs> totally out of. I mean, that's uh, fake news, right? Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, has a tendency uh, that I have inherited of getting um, yelling at TV screens often, especially in the last couple of. Um, I don't know, many actually years of Tennessee football. Many so uh, been, been through, been through it all. Uh, that's, and that's kind of why we wanted to interview if we thought we'd start you here at the source. So we're going to, we're going to get a little bit of background on your fandom. Um, if you can, rem- like whenever, when did you first become a Tennessee fan? How did, how did that start? Where did that come from? Obviously you're from Tennessee, but you can tell us about that, I guess. Yeah, never. I never known a time when I wasn't a Tennessee fan. Uh, started with my grandfather and my dad and my uncles, and we would go over to my grandpa's house on Saturdays and watch UT play if they were on. Uh, we listened to them on the radio with John Ward as the announcer, which mm. again, very sad that we don't have John Ward announcing football or basketball anymore. He was the man. Mm. Uh, so I can't remember a time when I wasn't a UT fan. I remember, you know, even, you know, doing play-by-play with, you know, Ernie Grunfeld and Bernard mm-hmm. King when they were playing basketball, just practicing my play-by-play with them on basketball. <laughs> um, I remember 1980, I was listening to them play. Of course, we had listened to them on the radio way more than we watched them on TV because right. you didn't have ESPN or SEC Network or all those. And so it was rare when you got to see a TV game with UT playing. So it was mostly <laughs> radio is the way we – followed our sports but uh remember i'm my first real memory of listening is when i was listening to ut playing their season opener and i were playing georgia and this dude just kept running all over tennessee and didn't know what was going on who's this person and it was herschel walker uh mm-hmm. and so i remember the first play i'm listening to the very first college game that herschel walker played and unfortunately it was against ut <laughs> And they, <laughs> and they killed us and continue to right. kill us for the next several years. Yeah. Mm. So always a UT fan. Never known a time when I wasn't. Mm. Sure. And we obviously you've been through some uh, some good times and some some rough times as of late. 
uh, seasons of of plenty and seasons of um, not. Yeah, a lot. So, <laughs> recently, a lot of not, of not, absolutely. So um, I, let's, yeah, run through. Let's run through real quickly. Do a quick history of. Let's do pre, Derek, like up to Philip Fulmer, the coaches that you watched coach throughout the years. So it started off with. Well, I mean, Tennessee was kind of blessed with. I mean, we had pretty longevity in our coaches when I was starting. So Johnny Majors was the first coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I remember coaching UT football. Um, and he coached for, right, you know, right up until Phil Palmer took over. Yeah. So uh, Johnny Majors was the guy uh, for me for most of my childhood. Uh, when, whenever I'm talking about UT football and talking about kids' memories, it was Johnny Majors coaching yeah. them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I remember um, – when I, of course, when I went to law school at UT, we got to go to the games every week. So that was fun. Johnny Majors was coaching at that point mm. and uh, had some big games in. Um, one of my best memories of going is when we were playing Florida and we were sitting yeah. in the student section and Emmett Smith was playing for them. Mm, wow. And of course they were, they were big time favorites against UT, even though we were playing home and it, and it just started pouring rain, and we trashed them, man. And the crowd was just going nuts. <laughs> Nobody cared that they were soaking wet. Uh, it was just, it was awesome, man. That was my funnest experience going to a game when I was at, when I was actually at school there. But uh, was there when they beat Miami uh, in '85? Uh, when hmm. Miami uh, was in the Orange Bowl, and Miami was supposed to be the national champion, and they were fussing about how they didn't get in the championship game. Oh, and everybody was just writing UT off, and nobody, <laughs> you know, everybody's Miami is going to be them, and we, and we killed them. That was really the time I think that Tennessee really started, at least for me, getting back into the national spotlight. Mm. Uh, was when they beat Miami in the Orange Bowl. That's when it started becoming really nationally relevant. I think in '85. Yeah, I mean that was a. Uh, I mean, that was, for me, that was when it started looking big time. We started really start ramping it up and playing, you know, getting back to where we were supposed to be, you know. Playing big games. As, as far as national picture goes, yeah. Hmm. I do, it is interesting that you say it like that because I feel like the common narrative nowadays is like, man, back in the day, Tennessee were the guys and now we're, like it, the fact that it, it roller coastered in the eighties too, where it was like, they're down for a while and they come back up. And then I don't know, people for, I think some people, I feel like most teams have that cyclical nature of they have, they have cycles of being really good and then not being as good for a while. Did, did that? So that yeah, I mean, even, yeah, I mean, even back in the seventies and eighties and, you know, and it was, it was always that case. I mean, I think, like you said, I mean, as far like with Alabama, mm-hmm. and we've always had a rivalry with Alabama, but I mean, you wouldn't know it Nowadays, over the last yeah. 20 years. But I mean, we went for a 10 year run where we beat Alabama every year, mm-hmm. you know? And so we had these streaks, these long streaks where we would beat Alabama and then Alabama would beat us. And then unfortunately this streak's gone on, you know, a lot longer than usual, but long. we did beat Alabama a couple of years ago. So. <laughs> that was a big one. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee's back. That's what I heard. <laughs> I, I, I think Tennessee fans have a uh, 
a pretty big track record of overreacting to things and famously in the national, not let's have, that's all of us. I think of, of being like, you know, react overreacted one loss or whatever. But I do think it is interesting how they do go. I mean, we obviously won the national championship and we'll talk about that here in a second um, in that run. But and that's, we still look to that as the crowning achievement of our, of we, we still talk about it like it was you know the pinnacle of our yeah you still see people with license plates you know <laughs> national champion from 1998 you know i know it gets sadder every year that passes yeah, no, it years. really does. 25 it's years tough. ago huh yeah, yeah. it's tough um okay well let, let's we'll get into a couple questions here uh we talked about i've heard you tell the story about that florida game and how the, the water is just gushing like through the <laughs> Uh, into the concours and stuff. That's awesome. That's fun. Um, What about if you had to pick one all-time favorite Vol player of all time? Like one player that that, that sticks out in your brain of being like the (coughs) Tennessee football. I know there's a couple of options out. You could throw out a couple if you want to, but. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, Peyton Manning continues to be the most famous Vol ever. I mean, you know, something I saw the other day, it was, I don't know, maybe a year ago. His Tennessee jersey remains the top-selling jersey for UT well, uh, to, to this day. Oh, like even now? You know, yeah, to this like day. Like in 2023, wow. that was in the 20, Yeah, Manning's, Manning's jersey is still the top seller, uh, which is crazy. Uh, and, of course, we were, you know, all big Peyton Manning fans. From Man- and, I, and I think the thing that really sold it for folks is when he came back his senior year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and played for UT when he could have went pro, could have been a first round draft pick, but he chose to come back to UT. And I think that kind of sealed his legend uh, for Tennessee sure. fans that he showed that kind of loyalty. And he continues to show that kind of and loyalty. He, and then he UT. came back and he uh, won the Heisman the next year. And uh... I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> that was robbery, pure and simple. That was an ESPN conspiracy. They were. They, I'm telling you, man. You I wanted to get him on this. That's why I said that. Laugh how you want. But Charles Woodson should never have won that. ESPN wanted the Big Ten player to win it, and they influenced mm. it. And every year they were talking up Woodson, talking up Woodson, talking up Woodson. And so they stole that from Peyton Man. Totally believe that. We'll continue to believe that. Oh, <laughs> uh, ESPN. I love, I mean, you'll talk to all Tennessee fans, and all Tennessee fans will tell you that. That was robbery it was flat out yeah and then we still remain heismanless yeah still don't have a heisman trophy winner um you know johnny majors was a runner-up Pate panning was runner-up but still don't have Hendon that hooker guy. should have been a runner-up and hooker yeah got injured he would have not even there. make the top five i mean again you know it shows the ut bias man it's <laughs> out there they just do not like tennessee i don't know why how else can you justify him and Hooker not even being in the top five, not even going to New York City? I know it, it. That's really a bummer. I mean, even if we lose that game, if he's if he's plays, he he's in for sure. At least yep. he's in the he's he goes to New York. So I do hate that for him because I he did have a Heisman caliber year. I think so. Yes, he did. That is a bummer. Um, I think there are a couple other players. Um, I know yeah. that, that Reggie White obviously. Reggie White was a beast, man. Um, Loved watching him play, and he did really good. And I mean, obviously, he continued to have a great NFL career, yeah. master of defense. Um, Al Wilson was just – I loved watching him play as a mm-hmm. linebacker, man. He would tear people's heads off. Uh, and 
we had a streak of great running backs, you know, mm-hmm. especially back in the early nineties. Um, and just, they were all going pro there for a while. Wide receiver, you, you know, it's, we were known you know, for some top notch wide receivers again, back in the eighties and back in the nineties. So yeah, yeah, we've had a lot of good players, just nobody who's just been other than Manny, who's just really, you know, like I said, I have very few that's had a shot at the Heisman. And I think that speaks more to, you know, just not being able to be in the national picture so much. You know, we had some great individual players. but Sure. I have seen some early uh, – I think Nico's going to debut in the top 10 or 15 Heisman potentialists for next year. I mean, I'm not speaking about existence, I, but I am saying I've, I've seen that number yeah. thrown around some, so – I'm telling you, I'm still not totally sold on Nico. Oh yeah, nope, not totally sold on him yet. He I mean, the like one a guy, receiver. Well, he's he's way. I mean, he's so skinny, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm really afraid he's going to get hurt early on because unless he starts putting on some weight, I'm afraid somebody's going to break him in half. Especially with there. how much he was running the last <clears> game. He well, and that like... was the thing. Yeah, and I don't think he's. I mean, I hope he gets more experience, and I hope they had told him to do that. You know, if you don't yeah. have it, pull it Save down it. and run. Yeah. Because, but he was doing a lot of just, I mean, one read and then he was gone, man. He was, he was heading out, and so a lot of happy feet. So I'm hoping he gets some of that stuff settled down for this year. He's got an arm, and he can run like crazy. But yeah, yeah, you know, it'll be fun to watch. Huh? The, yeah, I'm not picking him for the Heisman just yet, though. We'll see. Okay. I, I hear you. I think tempering expectations there is probably for the best. I think all of uh, Tennessee football should consider doing that as well. <laughs> uh, or else the first interception you throw is going to be like, right, everybody's going to be. Who's yeah, next? Yeah. Eight million dollar man needs to sit down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cut him from the team. Yeah. Get him out of here. Uh, which, I mean, <laughs> who's to say? Uh, Okay, what about um, – we talked about favorite game or favorite moment. What about um, most heartbreaking moment as, as a Vol mm. fan? Boy, there's a I, list. It, Laundry it, list. I got one. But, but it's the wide rights with Florida, man. I mean, back for me, it's some big ones, the early 90s. Hmm. Florida was our big rivalry, man. And there were just – there were not one, but there were two games where we was last-second field goal missing. And, of course, Florida has done that to us. How many times? I mean, I know you went to a game. I did. Where it's fourth and, you know, whatever, and they throw it and scrambling, running, 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 and finally score a touchdown. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, well, mine, <laughs> mine that's for sure. Awful, is that man, but that's awful, man. But that's Florida. Florida. Yeah. yeah. That's Florida, man. They've done that to us, you know, for decades now. Hey, Robert, hey. how about last season against Alabama? <sighs> yeah, I mean, you know, again – I think Alabama, I hate Alabama, don't get me wrong. I yeah. can't stand Alabama, one of my top hated teams. But uh, Alabama's always just been kind of on that other level for so long that you kind of mm. go in half expecting that you're going to lose to Alabama, you know? Which is sad, um, but it's, yeah. Which is, I mean, it's sad. It's just been that way forever now. So, uh, again, I, I, it's hard to say who I hate more, Florida or Alabama, but um, – you're stepping on my wow. survey questions. That so that that's kind oh, of really? uh, one of well, it's okay. We could go ahead and go. I've there, got a I long list a of one. teams I hate. Um, you know, there's a long list of teams I hate. <laughs> well, kind of uh, how we're going to, and this doesn't have to be the end, but we that is a question that we're we're asking is like, what 
which team are you most happy to beat? Which is your biggest rival? And I think it's Tennessee is an interesting one because I think a lot of fans would answer differently depending on what generation you grew up watching them in. And I think uh, that answer is different for people, which I think is not the case with most fan bases. I think most fan bases have a clear number one rival. I think Tennessee has two. We mentioned a couple times. So you're, you're yeah, both Florida. Yeah. Well, I don't – I mean – as far as ones I like to see us beat, I mean, Alabama, I think, is the one I always want to see us beat. Hmm. Uh, but as far as ones that I hate more, <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably Florida. I probably Florida's hate Florida hateable. more than – yeah, I just hate them more than – Steve Spurrier, he was a jerk, <laughs> yeah. you know, when he was coaching. and Bad guy. Uh, yeah, I just, I just hate Florida. I just can't stand them. I hope they never win another game. <laughs> <laughs> I do. So I was, he was talking about a game I went to, I went to uh, 2016. I went to the swamp for the Tennessee game and Josh Dobbs uh, was kind of pulling us along, just at, like putting the team on his back. And uh, we were up near the, we were up the entire game. I, the swamp was like underwhelming because it was so quiet the whole game. And you could hear the 10% of Tennessee fans were making all the noise. And then, Fourth and fourteen at the very end, they convert it. They they score a touchdown. Uh, we miss. No, they make a field goal at the very end of the game to win. It was just like heartbreaking. It was the first time they led the whole game, and was at the very end. And we walked out, and it was the most demoralizing. Because oh, those man. fans who were just sitting quiet the whole game, all of a sudden, we're all feeling themselves, <laughs> and it was just. Then you had to make the like ten hour drive back, and you were just mad the whole time. And you're just like, I can't believe I drove all this way to watch this stupid game. Uh, what was I, what was I thinking? Josh Dobbs did put out a, a fun show that game. Yeah, yeah, I'm it glad was, that was you, not me. I would have been. But uh, that been. really cemented my Florida hatred right there for sure. <clears throat> Some part of me, though, also the uh, I, I think the Alabama hate has has become reinvigorated recently too. I, I think some part of me, the, the Butch Jones going to Bama, it, that one made me like, <laughs> that one ignited something in me. I was like, there's Butch Jones smoking a cigar in the locker room after the Bama oh, game. That, that, one, uh, that one hurt deep. Uh, I did not enjoy that picture. In no, my no. Twitter timeline over and over again. No, so. Butch Jones. Oh my gosh. Can we just forget about those dark ages? I, I just want to move well, on. From that. I mean, <laughs> <clears throat> oh man, that was some sad times we had. I mean, uh, those were some awful times. Yeah, we can. Yeah, but we can. We can wrap up there at the end where we have had some some tough times recently. You looked through, like you you mentioned, uh, you had uh, Johnny Majors and Philip Fulmer. That I mean, that accounted for what like thirty years of Tennessee football. Yeah, a lot. I, yeah. I mean, and then all of a sudden, as soon as he leaves, you get. Boy, that it starts like you get uh, Lane Kiffin, and you get Lane Kiffin, and you get Butch Jones rolling in brick by brick, and then you get (laughs) Jeremy Pruitt, and it's just every one of those guys started out okay, and so you just enough start getting your hopes up a little bit. Hey, maybe we're in the right direction. Maybe things are moving. Yeah, and then and then the wheels fell off after two or three years, and it just kept. Getting lower and lower and lower. Or you left for USC. Oh my gosh, that was. Yeah. You no, do wonder if Lane Kiffin. That. That's I think that's the most interesting <clears throat> alternate reality is if Lane Kiffin had stuck around UT, 
what would have what would we look like? I think that's an interesting thing. I don't know if Lane Kiffin's built to stay, but yeah, I don't know if he is either. I keep expecting him to go on to somewhere else, but he's been at Ole Miss for a while now. He, he has, has been. been. He's got a good team, like a, a top five preseason team. Yeah. There. Uh, so it is interesting um, <clears throat> because I think there is, yeah, I don't know, a lot of bad, a lot of bad coaches sitting <laughs> out. <laughs> Uh, so we'll, let's let's end here. Well, let's look ahead to the 20, <clears throat> 2024 football season. Sorry, I'm clearing my throat. Um, we have Josh Heupel in now his third year. A couple of positive seasons. Um, right. What are your What are your expectations? Yeah. What How do you feel about the Heupel era? Uh, what is What do you What are you thinking there? How do you know when you're going to come in with a new team every year? I mean, it's very difficult to to know what your team's going to look like. And, and sure. the mass exodus that UT had, I mean, my goodness, you know, all the people they lost after Heifel came. And we, mm. we had a big exodus before he came, but this year was we lost a ton of people. We lost a ton mm. of players. We did. And, and we're having to bring them back. And I mean, we're having to go and just restock. And, of course, you can do that in this era. I mean, you can get experienced people to come play for you, but everybody is competing for all these players. And yep. um, I mean, I feel good about Nico. Like I said, I'm not sure I'm ready to give him the Heisman yet. I think the running game is going to be solid. Most of our offensive line came back. Yeah, and so okay. I'm very happy about that. Uh, the defensive line, <clears throat> you know, should be solid. Still have to rebuild the secondary. I mean, we have to entirely rebuild the secondary. Well, secondary, and, got, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, seriously. I mean, it's going to be almost all new players out there uh, this year. Maybe for the better. Last year. Yeah, and maybe well, for the better because the secondary <laughs> was the weak link last They've year. Always it's the last couple and of years. So, it's been <clears throat> it has been. So maybe this will work out better. But again, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And I think that's going to. I think that's going to tell the tale is how how we improve the secondary. Yeah. I think it's going to be the big question. So, I do think, it's, but I'm excited. I'm always excited. Yeah. You know, let's, let's it, it always a new season, something about it. That's, uh, right. that's you're, right. Uh, you're your O and O. You had a chance, especially with the expanded playoffs. He, you could, you oh, could yeah. lose, you could lose two games and still make a playoff. Sure. Yeah. You could be totally mediocre and make the playoffs. Let everybody so, in. <laughs> you can in every other sport these days. Why not? Let's just water the whole. Oh my! You know, what other sport? <laughs> I love it. He loves it. Uh, yeah, you will love it when UT finally gets into the playoffs and has a chance. You won't be so mad then. <laughs> we know you're a big. They, they should get in the playoffs when they deserve to be in the playoffs. Uh, they will because they'll be a top twelve team. team. Oh my gosh! It'll be top a much different season. That's crazy. Sure. I can't even believe that twelve teams are going to be in the playoffs. I know. Yeah. We'll see again. We'll see how it all plays out. <laughs> This, he's gonna play the and make a run. What's the regular season for? I don't even know. Well, here's what <laughs> I think it's for. Here's what I think it's for, because I as as and we could end here. I know this is, but I think what we've seen now is with with these two mega conferences coming, going undefeated is I think going to become extraordinarily difficult. Whenever now that you have all these teams coming in, and it's not just like you have one or two tough games on your schedule. Some of the, most of the good teams are having three or four big teams on their schedule every year. I mean, Tennessee's always had this. Tennessee's always had to play Georgia, Bama, and Florida every season. So right, we've never year. snuck under the radar. But teams like 
Iowa or teams like Michigan and Ohio State, they can scoot by with having one big game on their schedule. And yep. then that's it. They win one game and they're in the championship. And so I think it's going to it's gonna level the playing field across all conferences to say, you know, we know you're playing tough schedules now. You can lose one and you're still <laughs> going to make it. It's not – the one game is not going to kick you all the way out. So I know it's, it is watering it down a little bit, <clears throat> but I think it's, it's going to make for some more interesting. Yeah, I mean, again, that's, you know, I know, I know it's one of my get off my lawn moments here, but, <laughs> you know, that's one of the awesome, <laughs> it's one of the great things about college football for me is that every week counted. Every week, that's true. That's true. every that's week true. has a matter. And that's not going to be the case so much with 12 teams in the playoff. Just I not. agree. Uh, I agree with that. I think that's true. As a Tennessee fan, like I said, though, as you almost start the season with a couple of guaranteed losses on your schedule, maybe not now as much as before, though. I mean, unless you pulled off some a couple of miracles, you're, right. there's no way you're undefeated if you have five, like three of the top five or six teams in the nation on your schedule, which is I, – I don't know if you've seen Florida's schedule for next year. It was – it's some people are saying it's like the hardest college football schedule ever. Maybe that's ever been scheduled. Yeah. Got got like, good. I like that. They've got like eight <laughs> ranked teams on their schedule the preseason. It like yeah. played Miami, I think. And then they also, I think they have Texas. Great. In. I mean, yeah. they, I think they legitimately have like eight ranked teams on their schedule. So. Or old Billy sure won't it. make it through the year. I don't think. <laughs> Couldn't happen to a better team. I know. They're going <laughs> to. <laughs> Oh, we'll see. Okay. Well, any, uh, anything else? We're going to, we're going to leave you here. Um, anything else you got to say? You want to plug anything? <laughs> plug anything. Yeah. Plug your, uh, your Twitter <laughs> account or. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody needs to just follow me all over social media, whatever. Good luck. Just get on. There. Support him. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Go follow him on none of his accounts. <laughs> Uh, you can catch him at the at the courtrooms. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Come check me out. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, thank you for being on. It was a great. It was a great talk. Great um, talking about some Tennessee football. Thanks for joining us on our first All ever right. episode. All right, inaugural episode. Awesome. Yeah, you're number one. So I get I get some swag or something. Anyway, yeah, right? you'll get the residuals. We'll yeah. we'll send you All a percentage. Right. Cool. Catch you. Yeah. All right. All right. Awesome. <laughs> it's in the mail. <laughs> all right see you later all right. hey guys all right and that finishes up this episode of the next guy up podcast uh thanks again robert for being on with us uh, thank you for everybody for listening to this episode um and we look forward to um having you listen to the messing around monday uh special thanks